0: Good morning Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. Turning our eyes to the weather, Riverside's forecast for today, December 19th, shows a high of 66.3 degrees with a low of 59.7, so keep that light jacket handy as you step out this morning now let's breeze through the major headlines we're bringing to the discussion table firstly we'll delve into the latest from the lone star state the texas governor has just put pen to paper on a controversial new immigration law authorizing local law enforcement to arrest individuals for illegal border crossings this move has sparked a fierce debate with strong arguments about the potential for racial profiling a conversation we're going to unpack Shifting westward to California, the homelessness crisis is deepening. Despite a flurry of housing bills intended to ease the situation, soaring costs and inadequate protections remain critical obstacles. We'll scrutinize the measures and their impact, or lack thereof, on the streets of the Golden State. Last but not least, we have a tech-centric topic that's both exciting and unnerving. A recent AI breakthrough enables the prediction of image geolocations, leading to soaring privacy concerns. The question arises on how this technology can be developed responsibly. We will explore the intricate balance between innovation and ethics. Stay with us for thorough coverage and analysis on these stories, here on Alex's News. We're leading today's news with a significant development in immigration policy out of Texas. Governor Greg Abbott has signed a controversial new law aimed at illegal border crossings. Our reporter Ethan has been following this story closely. Ethan, can you start by telling us exactly what this new law
1: entails? Sure, Grace. Texas has essentially created its own state-level immigration crime, which Governor Abbott signed into law just yesterday. Beginning in March of 2024, it will be a state crime to cross the border into Texas illegally. Law enforcement in Texas will now have the authority to arrest individuals they suspect of this crime.
0: That's quite a shift. What kind of sentences could those convicted expect under this new law?
1: It's a tough stance, Grace. First-time offenders are looking at up to six months in jail. Repeat offenders could face much harsher penalties, up to 20 years in prison. What's additionally noteworthy is individuals who serve their sentences might then be deported to Mexico, irrespective of their actual country of origin.
0: That's quite harsh. What have been the criticisms of this new
1: legislation? There's been significant backlash already. Critics are mainly worried about the potential for racial profiling by police. They fear this law could prompt state magistrates to order migrants to be removed from Texas, which might lead to an increase in discriminatory practices. Additionally, there's concern that this could instill widespread fear among immigrant communities throughout the state.
0: With such strong penalties, I imagine there must be quite a reaction from immigration advocates as well?
1: Absolutely, Grace. Immigration attorneys are already advising immigrants to become well versed in their rights and to consult legal representation if they're detained. They're worried about how these increased penalties could disrupt families and individuals by penalizing unauthorized entry much more severely than ever before.
0: And there are those who say Texas may be overreaching by taking immigration enforcement into its own hands. Is that correct?
1: That's one of the key arguments, Grace. Immigration is typically a matter of federal law, not state. Mexico has rejected the measure, and organizations like LULAC are gearing up to legally challenge the law. They're questioning its constitutionality since the federal government is usually responsible for removing non-citizens from the U.S. This is all setting the stage for likely legal battles ahead.
0: On the flip side, what are the law's supporters
1: saying? Supporters, on the other hand, are framing this as a necessary measure to curb unauthorized immigration and safeguard public safety and national security. They feel that Texas should be able to enforce immigration laws on its own, especially when they believe the federal government isn't doing enough. They argue this law will help maintain order within the state.
0: But what about the concern over constitutionality? It reminds me of Arizona's attempt back in 2010.
1: True, there's a historical precedent with Arizona's own immigration law, much of which was struck down by the Supreme Court in 2012. Many are wondering how Texas's law will stand up in court, and more so, what the implications will be for immigration enforcement practices in the state.
0: It looks like we're in for a complex legal debate with profound implications for immigration policy. Thank you for covering this potentially game-changing story, Ethan.
1: My pleasure, Grace. It's a story we'll continue to watch closely.
0: Next up on our morning briefing, a surprising development in international trade. Chloe You've been keeping a close eye on the ongoing homelessness crisis in California. Despite recent housing bills, it seems the situation is far from improving. Can you break down what's happening?
2: Certainly, Grace. CalMatters recently reported on this issue, highlighting that the crux of the crisis is the significant surge in home prices and rents across California. This uptick is not only contributing to the state's homelessness problem but also to its high poverty rate and even a declining population.
0: That sounds quite severe. What measures have the California lawmakers been taking to address this?
2: They've been fairly active on the legislative front, Grace. A suite of laws has been passed to boost affordable housing options for low-income individuals. The idea is to dismantle local construction barriers and reduce the number of anti-development lawsuits, all thanks to a pro-development coalition in Sacramento. This includes developers and unionized carpenters pushing for more housing creation. Has there been any progress on protections for renters? Efforts have been made, but gains are somewhat limited. New laws are in place making it tougher for landlords to evict tenants and capping security deposits. Yet, with the pandemic eviction protections no longer in effect, we're witnessing a surge in renters facing eviction notices. With the homeless population growing, what factors are experts pointing to? Grace, an article from the Hoover Institution points to policy shortcomings at the state and local levels. Simply put, they aren't effectively tackling the supply and demand dynamics at play. The lack of new housing, particularly in sought-after coastal areas, coupled with high building permit costs and regulatory impediments, is compounding this issue. Plus, there's resistance from current homeowners who may be hesitant to welcome affordable housing developments in their neighborhoods.
0: Then what's the strategy moving toward non-coastal development?
2: The suggestion there is to lean into developing areas with lower land prices, which means looking beyond the coast. This might lower construction costs as well, making it easier to create affordable housing options for the homeless population. How will housing feature in statewide ballots in the near future? Come 2024, housing is going to be a major ballot issue. We're going to see propositions focusing on funding for homeless treatment and shelter, affordable housing bonds, and statewide housing plans. But, there's skepticism about a construction boom given high interest rates and scant public funding for affordable housing.
0: Are there any novel solutions being considered?
2: There are a handful, Grace. From expanding community land trusts to new construction techniques like modular buildings and even repurposed shipping containers. There's also talk about improving access to home financing, cross-sector solutions, transforming underutilized spaces, and streamlining the housing approval process.
0: What about addressing the environmental concerns, like coastal erosion
2: and sea level rise? On that front, we're seeing some positive steps. For instance, projects like the Surfers Point in Ventura are using living shorelines, basically relocating infrastructure and utilizing native plants to provide protection and habitat benefits. There are also grants being awarded for studies on living shorelines to mitigate erosion. Fascinating. It certainly sounds like California has a complex road
0: ahead in tackling this crisis. Chloe, thank you so much for that comprehensive breakdown.
2: You're welcome, Grace. It's a multifaceted issue, but I'll be sure to keep an eye on it as developments unfold.
0: Good morning, and thank you for tuning in. Here are some other headlines we have for you today. First up, a fascinating find in Lake Michigan. A man and his daughter have discovered what is believed to be a previously unknown shipwreck. This chance encounter has generated excitement among historians and archaeologists who are keen to delve into the ship's mysterious history. In other news, the fate of a Confederate memorial has been sealed for now. A recent judicial decision means the monument will stay in Arlington Cemetery. This decision comes amid the broader national conversation on the appropriateness of Confederate symbols in public areas. Turning to consumer trends, there's a rising tide of ''buy now''. Pay later, purchases this holiday season. Financial experts are sounding the alarm on the potential rise in consumer debt as more Americans opt for this method of financing their festive spending. For those who tend to leave their holiday shopping to the last minute, there is some good news. Major retailers are improving their shipping services to offer speedier deliveries. This move could be a game changer for procrastinators needing their gifts to arrive just in time. Overseas, We're keeping an eye on Iceland where a volcanic eruption is causing concern. The impact on air travel is currently being assessed by authorities and the aviation industry, as they monitor the situation for any potential disruptions. And in other international news, the Pentagon has announced a new initiative that's quite uplifting. The creation of a maritime protection force for the Red Sea. This collaboration aims to enhance security for the international shipping lanes and could have a positive impact on trade, safety, and diplomatic relations around the globe. That's all we have for the other headlines today. Stay with us for more on these stories throughout the program. Turning our attention now to the cutting edge of technology, AI has once again broken new ground with a development that's as intriguing as it is concerning. Students from Stanford have created a tool they're calling Pigeon which has a pretty uncanny ability to determine where a photo was taken. To dive deep into the implications of this, we have our specialist correspondent Ethan with us today. Ethan, can you break down what Pigeon is and why it's significant?
1: Absolutely, Grace. So, Pigeon is essentially an AI system that can analyze a photograph and make a very accurate guess as to where in the world it was taken. These three grad students from Stanford trained it with a plethora of images, think about half a million, from Google Street View in their own dataset. And when we're talking accuracy, we mean it can identify the correct country 95% of the time and often pinpoint the location within a 25-mile radius.
0: That level of precision is remarkable. What kind of benefits could we see from such a tool?
1: Well, the positive applications are quite diverse. Imagine being able to track down the exact location of an old family photo with no other context. Or maybe it could help field biologists catalog species distributions more accurately. It has great potential for enriching historical research, journalism, and many other fields as well.
0: While that does sound beneficial, I imagine there are also some serious privacy concerns here. What have you heard from civil rights groups like the American Civil Liberties Union, for instance?
1: That's right, Grace. There are pressing concerns, chief among them being privacy. The ACLU has voiced their apprehension about how a more advanced version of this technology might be misused. With such precise geolocation at play, we could see it being exploited for purposes like government surveillance, corporate tracking, or even stalking, unfortunately.
0: And beyond just knowing where a photo was taken, could this AI potentially infer other sensitive details about someone's life?
1: Precisely, Grace. An AI system like this could deduce your location habits, personal preferences, And so much more, leading to risks like unauthorized data sharing, identity theft, even unwarranted government surveillance. Hackers could target it, resulting in significant privacy breaches.
0: With all these risks, are there any recommended measures to handle such powerful technology responsibly?
1: Developers and companies behind this tech are urged to take robust privacy measures. Getting explicit user consent, ensuring data use transparency, and adopting a privacy by design approach are key. They should also embrace techniques that anonymize data, keeping personal information private, and AI algorithms need to be trained to minimize biases. Security is the other big factor. AI systems must be fortified against cyber threats with regular updating and auditing.
0: How about on the ethical front? Is there a push for AI principles to be upheld and kept in check?
1: Indeed, there is. Groups like the AI Now Institute and the CENELEC have set out resources and standards for responsible AI development. And there's a call for a more collaborative framework that includes a network of independent AI ethics officers to guide the use of this technology responsibly and ethically.
0: So, it sounds like a mixed bag. The potential for positive change is there, but it really hinges on how these tools are managed and the safeguards put in place.
1: That's exactly right, Grace. It's about harnessing the benefits while being acutely aware of and prepared for the challenges.
0: As with any advancement, it seems that with great power comes a great need for responsibility. Ethan, thank you for giving us such an insightful rundown on Pigeon and its implications. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the Perplexity API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.